coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I have never let schooling interfere with my education. Isn't it ironic that we had to read so much Mark Twain in school when his books are about ditching class? This leads me to what I want to get into today, which is unconventional forms of education and why school might not be for everyone. I didn't have the practical path when it came to school. That's because I basically started skipping school all the time, from fourth grade onward. Part of that is because my mom was kind of cool, and if I didn't want to go, she would just let me stay home and work on art projects in my room all day. Honestly, I think back to those days as the best part of my childhood. Me and my own little world. I truly believe that some kids do better without so much structure. For me, sitting in a hard plastic chair all day long listening to a teacher go on and on about charts and graphs didn't get me fired up. That said, I'm obsessed with learning. But I think we all have our own ways that we learn best, where it's exciting and we're self-motivated. In elementary school, I went from trying to be the best and overachiever to suddenly being way too bored to care. It was almost as if that boredom flipped a switch inside of me that said, just get by and don't waste energy on people who don't get you. Okay, so I guess I was being a little moody then, but I really didn't feel like what I had to offer was well received by the conventional schooling construct. Yeah, sure, the discipline of doing something that you don't want to do is very valuable and school is great for that. But I think there was too much monotony for me to zero in on the stuff that I actually cared about, like foreign language or art. But then something else happened. When I was 13 years old, I actually got to skip school for a little bit to do a modeling job for the local newspaper. I did that a few more times over the years, but then from ages 16 to 18, I got to miss school even more to go do shoots for catalogs in Chicago, as well as go off to New York City to meet with agencies. And while I was still a senior in high school, I was navigating the streets of Athens, Greece, all by myself, shooting for Cosmopolitan magazine. Everyone else was applying to colleges, and I was working my butt off, learning how to survive in the cutthroat, fast-paced world that is the fashion industry. I remember somewhat longingly looking at where all my peers were going off to after graduation, these colleges with dormitories and cafeterias on these picturesque campuses with lawns so they could just spread out and fill their minds with knowledge. But I was busy signing my first lease, paying con ed bills, and trying to figure out when and where my next big shoot was coming from because rent in New York City is not cheap. It's not like I wanted to be like them, the ones going off to college, but rather it seemed like they got a little more time to figure out what they were going to do with their lives. For me to be already working, pursuing this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as a Ford model instead of a conventional path made sense versus me paying my way to get a degree just like everyone else. But when the fall after my high school graduation came and I saw all the backpacks swarming around NYU when I was heading off to castings, I did feel pretty lonely. It was kind of hard to meet people. I think I could have used the sense of community that school gives young adults, but being so independent taught me other lessons. 
Luckily, I come from a long line of people who do things differently than everyone else. Take my mom, for example. I spent long summer days as a kid watching my mom execute endless artistic endeavors. She sewed elaborate costumes, illustrated children's books, and painted larger-than-life murals. She did these things because she wanted to. She was naturally possessed with this real enthusiasm for making cool stuff. And she managed to make a living doing, doing that stuff, too. She was a reputable animator in her day whose work was recently even featured in a museum. And that's pretty legit for no degree. My dad, similarly, observed, I observed a strong work ethic as well because he was a professional writer. And he wrote a column about food and contributed on a radio show, which meant as a kid, I accompanied him every weekend to investigate the latest restaurants as he tested new recipes. And he would be jotting things down in his little notepads. And I watched those notes that he took magically turn into complete articles that were delivered to our front door. Seeing our family name published over and over again every week also like filled me with this hope that I could too find a voice as a writer someday. Since both of my parents are self-taught in their fields, they showed me that the best way to learn how to do something is to just go and do it. Dad didn't go to school for writing, and my mom, well, she failed home economics. But both of them became all-stars at what they pursued. So what I'm saying is, school can be great for some people, just do the tests and get the grades if that speaks to you. But it's also so amazing how it's not totally necessary these days. I can sit in on lectures at top universities just by watching YouTube or sift through research papers from my phone while I'm hanging out on the couch. Or I can read every single book by my favorite author. And that's the way that I like to learn, on my own time, without a syllabus, about the topics that I care about. And by the way, it's never actually been proven that Mark Twain, the historical hooky player himself, ever said, I have never let schooling interfere with my education. But it didn't take a college degree for me to figure that one out. <laughs>